May we have this dance? This will be the last dance we have with our friends. Can't miss it. And get ready for a showdown. Emily, okay. yeah. you All right, all right. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, January 20th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Yay! Just picture my arms waving around in the air while saying that a la Kermit the Frog because he and the rest of his Muppet friends shared a big announcement Monday that all five seasons of The Muppet Show, which ran from 1976 to 1981, will be available to stream on Disney Plus starting February 19th. And in other streaming news, Peacock has renewed its Saved by the Bell revival for a second season. It's prom night on Riverdale as the CW drama returns, kicking off its new season with the first of three episodes originally planned for last season before the pandemic cut production short. There are still some loose ends to tie up, mainly who's been sending all those creepy videotapes around town. And as showrunner Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa told EW, quote, big, big, big changes are in store. How big, you ask? Well, after those three episodes, Riverdale will be jumping seven years into the future, aging the characters out of high school. Broadchurch actor Chris Mason has been cast as Veronica's Wall Street bro husband, who will show up in episode four. Something to look forward to. Tonight's episode, though, sees Betty and Jughead continue their search for the video voyeur, while Archie agrees to participate in a boxing exhibition to impress a visiting official from the Naval Academy. And, of course, there's the prom, where it seems some major drama will go down as Veronica finds out about that Betty-Archie kiss from last season. The dance begins at 8 p.m. on The CW. Don't be late. Number two. Speaking of drama, there's going to be plenty of it on our number two pick, The Real Housewives of Orange County. This week kicks off the season 15 reunion with the wives gathering to confront their biggest issues from this short and strange season. Shannon's comments about Gina's new home will be addressed, as will Kelly's comments about the pandemic. Here's a preview of that. Kelly, I know Bronwyn did an interview when she said that you were not taking COVID seriously. And there were a lot of people who expressed that on social media. What's your reaction to that? I said some things and that I regret. I feel bad for anybody who's lost loved ones. I think it's horrific. I think it's horrible. Did I take it seriously? Yeah, but I also was frustrated. How many trips did you take during the first six weeks of lockdown? Because well, it seemed like you I were did, all over the I place. did, because I went to New York. We were reconstructing Rick's apartment. I was with my fiance getting business taken care of. Also on this episode, Emily gets emotional about Shane and their experience with COVID, and Bronwyn reveals a surprising connection to Elizabeth's past, which sparks an explosive confrontation. And this is just part one, folks. EW Assistant Features Editor Mary Solosi joins me now to look back on all of the drama of this show's 15th season. I want to start with Bronwyn. Her sobriety was kind of a, a big shocker that that was announced um, kind of so casually at the very beginning of the season. It's something that should and is a great thing uh, for her, but it kind of 
unintentionally created some tension because no one knew what she was going through. I, I found that really fascinating to watch play out, didn't you? Right, yeah. Well, especially at the very beginning, nobody even knew she was sober. But then, remember at, the, at Shannon's party, she threw the drink in the pool and she finally told them before she wanted to. But um, I think what was so wild about her whole journey was that it's one thing, it's one thing, it's really hard work to become sober in the first place. But then all the other things that her sobriety unearthed she couldn't open up about. And so um, she's, and she said a few times, because she comes out in the final episode, she said she's a lesbian, and she, she came out in public in, around the middle of the season, but as far as within the season, she does it in the final episode. And so that's something we knew that she was working through the whole time, but nobody else knew and she couldn't say it to them. So I did find that really interesting, especially since we knew by watching you know, Housewives News what that's that's part of what she was going through right right it to me has been one of the more interesting um journeys that we've seen for an individual for a you know an, a specific housewife in quite a while because of course cameras are right there she's yeah. unpacking a lot of emotional stuff it was a uh, to me really compelling tv and what i kind of thought was otherwise maybe a bit of a boring season i don't know how you feel about that yeah, I mean, it was definitely a strange season. I mean, in a way, I found it, I mean, the, the pandemic just derailed everything. You know, we couldn't have our normal girls trips and shopping sprees and wild nights out. And so it was, you know, it was going to be less lively to some degree since they were all stuck inside their homes. But I also did find it interesting just to be able to watch all of them go through that like we all went through that. It did make for a strange season, but I, I thought it was interesting to watch, you know, quarantine a la Housewives, since it's something that we're all very familiar with now. Oh, very familiar with it. Like you said, great to see them, like, be, be able to adapt and continue filming. But then, of course, with that meant some of them got COVID, uh, and, and we saw that um, Shannon was, of course, very upset and worried because she has uh, a lung condition. Um, Emily got it. She wasn't as bad, but uh, her husband, Shane, did end up in the hospital. It was quite serious for him. We, of course, knew it was all going to be okay because we, in real life, uh, you know, present day, know that he was fine. But I'm curious to see how you felt watching all of them experience that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Seeing Shane go to the hospital, that really, I felt found that really distressing and you were saying how we know that everyone turned out fine and I did know that but still when that episode ended I googled like is, is Shane okay you know I <laughs> looked at Emily's Instagram yeah. I was like I need confirmation that Shane's fine because um, I, I keep thinking of when Emily took him to the hospital and she was sitting in her car and crying yeah. into her own you know her, she was self-filming she couldn't have a camera person there mm -hmm. it was her own self-filmed confessional from her car that she couldn't even really go inside with him. And she was just sitting in the parking lot helplessly. It was really upsetting, I think, to, to watch it play out because we're, we're familiar with, with how bad it can be. And lastly, I want to ask you about uh, new housewife Elizabeth, Elizabeth Vargas. Uh, she um, took a lot of heat this season because everybody thought she was lying to them, that the, you know things weren't adding up is uh, the line that everyone kept saying. To me, I didn't feel like she was necessarily lying, but that she just wasn't telling the entire truth about her life and her divorce because, as she eventually says, she doesn't know how to open up and talk to people. She doesn't have friends. What did you think of Elizabeth in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of, uh, you know, first season of A New Housewife? Yeah, I'm like, what a first season to have. You yeah. come into the Housewives and you expect it to be normal Housewives and here you are 
in the pandemic. But um, no, I totally agree with you how she didn't think she was lying. Like you think of housewives telling lies and they're manipulating the scene, you know, and trying to present a certain way and trying to catch one another, you know, tricking each other or something. <laughs> right. But I really think um, she even said in the final episode, um, I don't lie. You just don't understand me. Which I wish she would have said months earlier. I know. I know, because I think that really gets to the heart of it, especially after she told this harrowing story about how she grew up in a religious cult and she was abused and then she ended up sort of inadvertently getting her family out of it. And then she had guilt from doing that. And she she had it ingrained in her from from childhood not to open up about her experience and not to be honest with people. And so um, she's she's dealing with that, this sort of training that she's had. And um, also another thing she said repeatedly was about how she doesn't have um, a lot of girlfriends and she used to have, a, you know, she used to know a right. bunch of women when she was with her ex-husband, but she said really they, you know, they liked her for being with her rich ex-husband and they weren't real friends. And, you know, with, with friends who aren't real friends, they're not going to catch you in a lie because they're not listening that hard. <laughs> and, yep. um, and so I think now she's with this group and they have this sort of um, immediate kind of, you know, uniquely forged intimacy by being mm -hmm. on the show together. And um, she's used to just sort of saying things here and there. Um, and she was not used to people listening too hard to what she was saying and following up on it. But I, I don't know. I just can't begrudge her that. You know what I right. mean? Yep. Yep. I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. Well, uh, part one of the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion starts tonight. Bravo, 9 p.m. There's going to be lots of drama. Can't wait. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Jared. And that takes us to today's number one pick. But first, a quick break and... It's trivia time. Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the 46th president today. But before we hail to the new chief, here's our trivia question. Which president was the first to have his inauguration live streamed online? Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, or Barack Obama? Stick around for the answer and more on today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Today in entertainment history, it was the start of something new on January 20th, 2006, when High School Musical originally premiered on Disney Channel. Starring Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Tisdale, HSM was a bona fide phenomenon. The original broadcast garnered more than 7 million viewers, its soundtrack became the best-selling album of 2006, and many of its cast members rocketed to stardom overnight. Two sequels followed, including the first ever theatrical sequel to a Disney Channel original movie, as well as the Disney Plus spinoff, 
High School Musical, the musical, the series. And now our number one pick for today, the inauguration of Joe Biden. The former VP will be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States at noon Eastern today. Kamala Harris will also be sworn in as vice president, becoming not only the first female VP in American history, but also the first black and South Asian vice president. Despite the violence at the U.S. Capitol just two weeks ago, Biden's inauguration will still take place on the steps of the Capitol, as is tradition with extra security measures in place. Of course, this was already going to be an inauguration like no other. Due to the pandemic, the event will be significantly scaled down and attendance will be limited. President Trump has said he will not be there, marking the first time a president has skipped his successor's inauguration in more than 150 years. Vice President Mike Pence will be present, however, along with former Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama. And some festivities will still take place. Lady Gaga will sing the national anthem, and Jennifer Lopez will also perform. Tune into any of the major broadcast networks or news channels at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to see the ceremony and Biden's inaugural address. Also, later on, the primetime special Celebrating America will air on multiple networks and platforms to mark the occasion. America's dad himself, Tom Hanks, will host the special, which will feature musical performances by John Legend, Demi Lovato, Bruce Springsteen, and more. Eva Longoria and Kerry Washington will also introduce segments throughout the night. That all kicks off at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on ABC, CBS, CNN, NBC, and MSNBC, as well as the Presidential Inauguration Committee's social media channels. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Which president was the first to have his inauguration live streamed online? Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, or Barack Obama? That honor goes to Bill Clinton. The president's second inauguration in 1997 was the first to be streamed live on the internet. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.